0: Now, once again, here's Mark.
3: Well, good
4: afternoon, everybody, or good morning, I should say, everybody. It's four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Alan Salem, and we're here helping you with your car problems, car questions, car dilemmas. We can do a little bit of pricing in general terms. We can talk about symptom analysis. What is it, the symptoms you've got, and what are you likely to be looking at? But we've got lots of information, and you're welcome to give us a call. It's kind of slow the first hour, so uh, you've got a good chance to get in. If you came in right now, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. All righty. You got anything on your mind, big dog? Uh, Not really. Not not really. Okay. Well, let me tell you about quality transmission. You see, all the shops on the My Best Car Repair Shop list, I know the owners personally. I have a a, a direct relationship with them, and you have to understand there's risk and reward associated with that. The reward is small, believe me, but the risk is huge because if they make someone mad or if they end up on the front page of the newspaper for ripping somebody off, it's a bad thing for all of us. Folks, that's never happened since 1988. I've never been embarrassed by any of the shops on my best car repair shops list, so if you want to look at those, you go to MarkSalem.com. If you're looking for transmission work and you're in the east valley i only have one transmission shop on my list and and, and it's very difficult to get on my list because you, there's a lot of criteria associated with that but quality transmission has been around for a very very long time 1977. bob and steve are good transmission diagnosticians they're good business people they're good businessmen and they don't uh play stupid games like transmission shops do they don't have different grades to repair you're always going to get their best effort they're not the most expensive in town they're not the cheapest in town they're right there in the middle and they're a member of the atra which is the automatic transmission rebuilders association so even though they have one location you have warranty on your transmission all over the united states because everybody that's a member of that association takes care of warranty issues for the other so it's quite a network quality transmission is in the east valley they're on mcclintock north of university in the northeast quadrant of tempe all righty mr Dees. Brad, good morning to you. How can we help you?
5: Good morning. Say hey, I have a 2004 Dodge Ram 1500 pickup. It's a 4.7 liter engine and it has 130,000 hey. miles on it. And uh I'm having a little bit of heating, overheating with it. It doesn't get too overheated, but it's not running the way it used to as far as keeping it cool i did put a new radiator in it and also a new water pump and it still is not running as cool as it used to
4: last year okay we we have to we have to take a break here real quick but i i have to ask you i need to know what you mean when you say it's overheating or it's running hot what is it that you see or that's happening that makes you think that?
5: Well, uh, beforehand, uh, it would the temperature gauge would never go past half. And now it'll go okay. up to three-quarter. If I'm coming up uh, sunset point, it'll get up to three-quarter, and I'll turn off the air and turn the heater on and, and cool it down. But what happens – let me mention this. It seems to – Uh, when I'm running low RPM, anywhere under 2, it'll stay cool. But if I get up into the 3,000 RPM range, that's when it'll overheat a little bit. So it's telling me maybe the circulation isn't as good as it
4: used to be. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You just put a radiator and a water pump in it. I know. What else is involved in the circulation? Well, it could be... Brad, you you can't use the word overheat because this truck isn't overheating. Okay. There's nothing wrong with the temperature gauge on this truck. There's nothing wrong with the range that you're describing. If you look in your owner's manual, this truck is designed to run between half and three quarters. Oh, really? That's all there is to it. It's never done
5: that before, so that's why I was curious.
4: Yeah, if I had a nickel for every time I heard it's never done that before, I wouldn't even be (laughs) in radio. I'd be in Donald Trump's position. But the idea is this. I can't explain why it never used to do it, but I can tell you this. it is detrimental to your truck to run at half or lower than half. We need to boil the water out of the oil. So every time you shut the car off, we create a tablespoon of water. In a week's period of time, that's a lot of water. If we don't get the oil temperature over 212, which is where we boil water, where it turns from a liquid to a vapor, then the PCV valve, the positive crankcase ventilator, or what we call the the crankcase vacuum vacuum, uh, machine, Then we're going to turn the water to a steam, and then we're going to suck it out the PCV valve, and then it's going to go out the tailpipe. If we don't run the motor at 220, then we're going to make a lot of sludge, because water and oil equals sludge, and that causes all kinds of problems. Now, I'm going to ask you this question. Think about the answer. When you get to sunset point and you start leveling out, how many miles, how long does it take for the needle to settle back down?
5: Oh, less than two miles.
4: Okay, that's the real kicker right there. That's the real, that's the fruit on the tree. Because if you've got an overheating problem, if you've got a temperature problem, it's going to take forever for it to cool down. Now, the fact that it cools down rapidly means the radiator's wide open. We already know that because you just replaced it. We know that there's water pump, because you never made it to, to a sunset point if you had a water pump failure or a water pump impeller failure. And, and there's nothing there. If you look at your goal posts in your gauge, there's literally two verticals, three verticals, and then there's that bottom piece. So that's called the goal post. It looks like a goal post in football. Right. And as long as your needle is in the goal post, you're fine. You'll notice that half and three quarters are probably marked on your gauge, and then about seven eighths it turns red. So from seven eighths to full it's red. That's what overheat means, is when you're in the red zone. So as long as you cool off within two or three miles on top of sunset, as long as you're between half and three quarters, I want you to to empty your head of any problems because you're spending money for nothing.
5: Great. Well, uh, just right. one more word. I would vote for you if you ran for president. Sure.
4: No, you know what? <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> you, you know, you know, I I got to tell you something. Um, I, and you know, bringing up a political thing is fine with me i gotta tell you something i i am i am and just like i think well i can tell you this much as far as all my cowboy buddies are concerned we're all in the same boat we just don't have anything on the menu at this restaurant that we like in any way shape or form. <laughs> and, and, and so you know i just really don't know what i'm gonna do but um i i and then last week i didn't even catch any grief over it but i was mimicking donald trump when he says believe me and, um, and I was saying disaster, and I was saying millions and millions and thousands and thousands of jobs and employees. And I was just kind of teasing, and I figured I'd get some really backlash on it, and I never did. So having fun is, is okay. But anyway, thank you for saying that. You're you you Have a huge day. Oh, thank you very much, Brad. Thank you very much. Bye. All righty. Oh, boy. Gil, you got anybody else? Ray, good morning to you, buddy. What can we do for you?
5: Mr. Salem, have a Morning. 1997 Mitsubishi Eclipse 2-liter, not turbo, that will not start, will not even turn over. When I insert the key and turn it to start, I will get a very short, approximate one second, very faint groan, as in, uh, okay. if I leave the key in, try and start it again, it will not groan. Take the key out, Okay. the process repeats itself.
4: Okay. Um, I, I can fix your car, but I'm going to have you print something out, okay? Okay. Uh, um, I want you to go to my website, MarkSalem.com, MarkSalem, right, Salem like the cigarette, com, and I want you to go to FAQ 28, and this is what FAQ 28 says. It says, Ray, uh, is your car in the garage, first of all? Oh, good, good. So you're going to turn the headlights on, and you're going to watch them shine against the workbench or the washer and dryer or whatever's in front of it in the garage. You're going to be able to see the headlights, and I want them to be white and bright. Now, when you hit the key, it would be great if you got somebody to help you, but if you were standing in front of the car and I was hitting the key, when I hit the key, one of three things would happen to the headlights. They would barely dim... Or they would dim a lot, but come back on fast, white and bright when the keys let go. Or they're going to dim a lot and grow slowly back. And each one of that, we're using the headlights as a digital voltmeter. We're looking at the voltage of the battery. White and bright means 12 to 13 volts, good deal, 10-4. Then you go and you hit the key, and we shouldn't drop below 9-6. Now, if we drop below 9.6, which is kind of yellow in the headlights, that's bad. Either the starter's drawing too much amps or the battery is not strong. But here's the kicker. If you let go of the key and, boom, the lights go back to white and bright, that tells me the starter is the problem because the battery won't recover that fast. On the other hand, if you hit the key, and and we're starting with white and bright, you hit the key, we get a little bit of a dim, and then... You let go of the key, and it comes back real slowly, every shade of yellow to white, then that's a battery or a bad battery connection. But you can diagnose what's wrong with your car to a to a level of certainty of a, probably 75% by following the directions on FAQ 28. Okay. So why don't you try that and then call me back later and tell me how what you found.
5: I will do that, sir.
4: All righty. Thank you, Ray. Thank you very much. Appreciate We've got open lines Thank available. You. You're welcome. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Um, we're going to take a quick break right now, Gil, so I can retrain because we're getting a little bit of static. And uh, and then we're coming right back, and we're going to go till the 30 mark, 602 508 The lines are open, 602 508 We'll be back in about three minutes. 960
1: The Patriot is your favorite station, right? Well, now let The Patriot also be your favorite app. Download the all-new 960 The Patriot app at your app store today to take your favorite shows with you everywhere you go. Cue in the morning or Levin on your drive home are only a click away. Plus, contests, giveaways, a Patriot news feed, and so much more. Download the app today in your app store.
6: Just search 960 The Patriot. Hello. And I wrote this message.
2: Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow.
7: Motor, cycle, and car insured together. Saving money feels stress-free, mess-free, light as a feather. However, which should I drive? Depends on the weather. If it rains, take the car, because these pants are leather. Possibly pleather.
2: Bundle your motorcycle and car insurance and save with Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.
8: You wouldn't dive into a pool without knowing how deep it is. So why would you dig without knowing what's below? Underground utilities are buried all over Arizona. Accidentally strike one and you could be injured. Or wipe out services like water, power, and internet. Call 811 or click Arizona811.com to have utilities marked first. It's free, easy, and it's the law. Remember, call 811 or click Arizona811.com. Sponsored by Arizona 811 in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station.
3: I wish I was in school I wish I was in school I wish I was in school
0: Summer isn't fun when you're hungry
2: If only I had a big test today Or a book report to give Give me a math quiz Give me some homework
0: If your child relies on free school lunches We can help provide them with free meals this summer
2: I'll stay after class I'll clean the chalkboard I'll keep my desk grill clean
0: So they can stop worrying about food and start focusing on fun.
2: I'll do extra homework. I'll clean the class pet's cage. I'll skip recess. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school.
0: School might end, but free lunches don't have to. Find your local Feeding America food bank for help. Together, we're Feeding America.
1: Contact St. Mary's Food Bank Alliance at 602-242-FOOD. A message from Feeding
2: America and the Ad Council.
1: Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today.
7: Check out the Seth Leibson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com, where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Leibson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot.
4: Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Alan sitting here next to me, and we're at your service. You can just give us a call at 602-508-0960. We're talking car, car repair. What do we do now? Kind of stuff. And I, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by David, who's a good friend of mine who owns IMM Auto Service in Tempe. He's been in business since 1972, and folks, the common denominator for the best car repair shops list is is you're kind of gray-haired, and this ain't your first rodeo. You've been around the block. You've made your mistakes already as an early businessman, because we all have. I was a terrible businessman the first five years of my 37 years. I just learned by trial and error, but Dave is a great guy. He works on all kinds of domestic and foreign. He's going to pri- prioritize your work. He's going to give you a to-the-penny estimate that includes sales tax, which very few people do. He's going to give you a good warranty. As ASE master technicians, and he works on domestics and imports, but they specialize in Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles, and those Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles include Volvo, Saab, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo. So if you have one of those cars and you're always looking for somebody to work on it, The best guy in all of Phoenix, perhaps in all of Arizona, is Dave at IMM Auto Service in the northeast quadrant of Tempe. Bob, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning?
0: Good morning. Um, Mark, I have a 2006 Mercury Montego, and it seems like every once in a while the transmission sort of slips, and it's not all the time, you can go days without doing it, or Sometimes it does it three, four times a day. Well, I took it into a repair shop, and they changed the uh, transmission oil. Then they sent me to a transmission uh, shop, and he had it for two days, and they couldn't find it. And everybody agrees that it's electrical. So uh, what do I do?
4: Well, I think the first thing that bothers me is is that everybody agrees it's electrical, and if it's electrical then it's either going to be an input or a soldier. So we we have sensors in the transmission that talk to the computer. The computer's kind of in the middle. So there's sensors that talk to the computer and the computer tells the transmission what to do. So it, if it's electrical then why can't you fix it?
0: That's
4: Is what the I question? Okay. So so I, let's let's try a couple of different things. First of all, I want you to add a quart to the transmission okay okay Uh, I don't I don't care where the fluid levels at just add a quart and then I want to know if that changes anything and I want you to drive it for a couple weeks for that and then I want you to do this I want you to start manually shifting it so when you come up to a traffic light you're gonna pull it down into low you're gonna accelerate when it sounds good to you you're gonna push the shifter up chick in the second in the third and then it overdrive and then i want to know if it's slipping then how many miles are on this Montego? Uh,
5: 118 okay what year did you say did you say 2000- 96 06
4: 2006
5: 2006
4: i'll tell you the first thing i would do is refresh make sure everything is up to date on those fords okay well that's that would be my third option okay uh, let's let's over let, here's what i'm thinking sometimes when it's slipping or something in the air Nope. Yep. All right. And if we have an O ring in the valve body, and we have it, we have it up. You know, it's not at the level where we're sucking air. Right. That's the slip. So if we put a cord in it, we're going to cover that suction with fluid. Right. And he's going to say, "Boom, I'm okay." Now, it's not going to hurt it to add a cord to. It. Right. So fill it up with a cord. Now the second thing by manually shifting it, he's really taken all the exercise away. Right. He's the one that's telling it when to shift, not the computer. So that's going to help us. And then the third thing is, is you're right. What what is that? A buck and a quarter, hundred twenty-five dollars. Yeah, reflash and, and reload. Uh-huh. Okay. The year two thousand six is going to have a lot of updates. Now here's here's the dilemma that you're going to have as far as your updates is concerned. Number one, do we update everything, or do we just do the transmission? Uh, I would do everything. I mean, we had a sixteen. 16- Taurus SHO in there yesterday with three TSBs that we reflashed. Okay. I mean, and that's fine, but there is a risk associated with that. You can create new problems because you and I both know that every time they update your iPhone, every time they update your Samsung, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. you, sometimes you take a step backwards. Right? <laughs> you yep. don't always take a step forward. So, my fear is, and I'm older than you, so I'm a little scared of that <laughs> technology. I'm one of those guys on my iPhone that when they have an update, I'll wait three months, and you know what happens in three months? They have another update. That fixes the other update. Right. (laughs) So why don't I just skip the fourth one and go to the fifth one and not have to deal with all that software? Right. So I'm saying to him, first, overfill it. Number two, take control of the transmission yourself and see if you got the slipping. And then the next thing, I agree with you, is you're going to have to take it in and have it reflashed. I think... In the absence of any other problems, that you just reflash the transmission to the newest software. If, what, if that's possible. Sometimes uh, they're all in the same same uh, assembly. In the folder. Otherwise, you get engine yeah, and transmission right. and climate control all yeah. in the same folder. Right. We're going to plug into your car. We're going to send your car to the cloud. The cloud's going to recognize your car. We're going to pay $75 for the privilege of hooking up your car. So I'm telling you right now, we're making 50 bucks on the turnaround. And actually, it's going to take an hour or longer to reflash your car. So we're not making a lot, a lot of money on you, neither is anybody else, because you, everybody's spending the same $75 bucks for the privilege of going to the cloud. So then we plug in. It looks over your car, and it says, hey, here's some issues that we think we can got software for. What we're looking for yours is, is transmission issues. So that's kind of how it works. Do you have a shop that you deal with regularly?
0: Uh, I have one that you recommend, and that's uh, Thunderbird here in Surprise.
4: Okay. Well, Tom is capable of flashing if that's what you want to do. So Tom is capable of of pulling up the web and pulling up the Internet on the cloud and doing that kind of stuff. But before you go back to any shop, let's try the two steps I said, okay? Okay.
5: Sounds good. All right. Thank thank you you very much. All right.
4: Bye-bye. You're welcome. All righty. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Tom, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning?
1: Morning, Mark. How you doing? I got two questions, if I may. Uh, the first sure. one I'm looking at a used car and talking to the gentleman. He uh, came with a red coolant in it. He put green coolant in it and yellow coolant in it. You take a minute and go over a different coolant. What am I looking at to clean up the cooling system well, that has had all three mixed together?
4: Oh, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. Each color determines what that what that came from, uh, and each color has its own interval uh, flush and refill interval. And it's not uncommon for us to find a rainbow of colors in the radiator of cars. Now, the one that we pour is called a universal coolant. It covers global. global. That's the name of it, though, right? No, it, global is just a kind of an all-encompassing. It's a, everything, correct. It takes the blue, the purple, the green, the yellow, the red, the all of them. Mm-hmm. It takes all of them, mm-hmm. and and it has a hundred thousand mile service interval. Uh, I don't know about that, but yeah, okay, yeah, it does. So and it's amber.
2: It's yes, amber it's like in a color. golden color. Yeah. yeah.
4: Uh-huh. So in in your particular case, I would just flush the cooling system with fresh water i have the pickup open. I might even pull the lower hose on it. I, I'm certainly going to take one of the heater hoses off of it. I'm going to have the car running with the, the car on full heater. I'm going to flush everything out, and then I'm probably going to have it on a hoist, and I'm going to drop it down, and I'm going to have the butt of the car up in the air, the nose of the car down just a little bit, not more, six, eight inches, and I'm going to let it drain. And then when it's done, I'm going to get a five-gallon bucket, and I'm going to put a gallon of amber, and and you can use whatever you want. Green has a 35,000-mile service life. Amber has a hundred thousand mile service life. You can mix and match coolants. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's not going to hurt your car. But if you put green with anything else, then you have a thirty-five thousand mile service interval. So why would you put a hundred thousand mile coolant with the green? Because the green puts you back at thirty-five thousand flush interval, and the hundred and the amber gives you a hundred thousand. So in your case, you're talking. What do we charge for a flush? 125, bucks. Yeah, labor's uh, 70 bucks plus the okay. so we're somewhere. I'm gonna get the cheat sheet because uh, I, I, you look up in the sky like that and it bothers me. Cool, <laughs> cool and flush, 100 to 130, according to Andy, who's really the boss of the shop, <laughs> and she's our daughter. She's his sister and my daughter. <laughs> but 100 to 130 dollars is what a flush would cost you, and it's not that big of a deal. You, you're more important on the part. You're more interested in all of his maintenance records and to make sure that the Carfax matches his story and make sure it doesn't have a salvage title. One, two, three, get all the maintenance records. Number two, run a Carfax on it. It's a good value. And number three, you make sure that that title is clean when you get it. If it's a salvage or restored salvage, you need to think twice about that car. And you need to have it checked out before you buy it. Yeah, and a used car checkover is anywhere from 75 to $125, and that's money well spent. If you've got more questions, you stay right there, Tom. I'm up six seconds from a break. six zero two We'll be right back right after this.
7: You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB Online. They're proud of their a rating. They have ASC-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird in Peoria. And at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com.
3: If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort and energy? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus, now with CoQ10. Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 combines krill oil with fish oil in one tiny pill. And this little pill delivers big health benefits to your heart, your joints, your arteries, and brain. And with CoQ10, you'll enjoy extra energy, too. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 today. Just pay for shipping. Call right now and request your free bottle. Dial 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Again, call now. 1-800-679-5745.
0: How do we get a diagnosis? What are the stages of the disease? When someone in your life has Alzheimer's, not a day goes by that you don't have questions. Do we need full-time care?
2: Are there any new treatments?
0: So many questions. Where do you start? How will I pay for this? Where can I get extra help? Alzheimer's.gov a reliable resource for information about Alzheimer's and related dementias. What
2: happens next?
0: Where can I find answers? The answers start here.
1: Patriot app tip number three. Listening to Seth Liebsen from six to eight and want to chime in? Open your Patriot app, click the upper left-hand corner, and click on Call Studio. It's that easy. Download the Patriot app at your app store today for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you. 960 The Patriot and 960thepatriot.com All about that demon
4: well, welcome back, everybody, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem and Alan Salem sitting here next to you. We're going to clear something up real quick. We did have a diesel that had some green coolant in uh-huh. it, and we ended up with a hole in the head in the aluminum head. The aluminum head, yeah. Um, and, and that, we d- we can't definitively say no. that no. it has to do with the coolant. It could have been electrolysis in any fashion, but I will tell you this. If people put, first of all, we all know that coolant will turn caustic and, and be bad for metal after its lifetime is supposed to be over with. So if you go 150,000 miles on a 100,000-mile coolant, you run a risk of turning the coolant into a corrosive liquid. So 35,000 is the green, and if you go to 100,000, then you're three times its normal life. In addition to that, I I also remember during the break that there's times that we've taken the radiator cap off of of the radiator and we find a jello substance underneath it. And that's something that has not concerned us, although we typically ask the customer if we have, can have permission to flush it to get rid of that. We don't know that that has a negative effect, but um, it's something that we don't typically find. And it was real predominant when Dexcool, Cool, which is the GM coolant, when it first came out. And I haven't seen that in a while, but you will after a while. Let's go back to the phones real quick and talk to to Tom. Tom, you had another question.
8: Yes, I sure did. Uh 2005 Chevrolet Impala,
1: this car I'm looking at, is there heating problems associated with that? It's got a 3.8 V6 and one of those plastic intake manifolds. You come across anything that would be heating problem on that? Yeah.
4: Sometimes you have to take the manifold off. It's a V6, you said, right?
8: Yes. Yeah,
4: Yeah, 3HV6. 3HV6. Sometimes you have to take the manifold off to get to some of the valve covers, to get to the EGR valve. Um, We're looking hard at the manifold, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Now, if you go on the Internet, you're going to find a a special. a splattering i think is the word i want here and there of people who who go yeah i've had that problem too but when you look at the totality of all the cars and you've got two people in all the world that had a particular problem where the rear view mirror fell off and broke the ashtray then you say okay big deal so yeah. I, I again in in that particular 3.8 we're not seeing lots of problems we do see intake problems and what you look for it's really simple the intake has four corners on it they only flow water through two corners So you look at all four corners of the intake, and if you see any kind of a green stain or a red stain, that's going to need an intake. Now, we don't always change the intake manifold. It just depends on how badly it's corroded. A lot of times we'll just take J.B. Weld and clean up the manifold and put a new set of gaskets on it, and the new gaskets take care of the problem. So if it's been done once before in the last three years, then it's probably got the new gaskets on it. If it's never been done, it's probably a repair you're going to face here, you know, sometime. All righty? Okay.
8: All right. Thanks for your help.
4: Uh, You're welcome. Thank you very much. Larry Harker's auto repair at 38th Avenue in Indian School has been in business since 1967. 1967. Uh, He's the oldest shop on our list. By one year, because um, Automatic Transmission Exchange started in 1968. But Bob at Larry Harker's Auto is a diagnostician that I truly envy. He has tenacity. He has a, a skill level few other technicians have. And he works in the shop himself along with his staff. His wife, Ellen, handles the books in the front counter. So if you live anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School, if you take your car to another shop, there is a 50-50 chance your car will end up at Larry Harker's because a lot of shops farm out their tough diagnoses to Bob. I've done a couple myself, the tough ones I've sent to Bob, and every time he's hit a home run. So if you're looking for the best diagnostician that I know, then 38th Avenue and Indian School is your place to go. Brent, you're up next. Brent, how can I help you?
5: Hey, I hope you can hear me. I'm going up uh, Sunset Hill here. might not have a good connection. Um, I've got a 1990 Honda Civic that I picked up a couple years ago, and I I just love the car. Um, I put about 50,000
8: miles on it. It's coming up on 200,000 miles, and it burns about maybe half a quart every tank full. I get about 400 miles of the tank. It it consistently gets 40, 42, 44 miles a gallon, and I, I put a lot of miles on how to commute 120 miles every day. Should I just do the head or, you know, should I go ahead and do the whole engine?
4: Well, the uh, first thing I do is what kind of oil are you putting in it? Uh, I use Mobil 1, full synthetic. Okay. And what, what weight are you using? Uh, right now I'm using a 10 because it's summertime. i using a 1030. Okay. All right. Well, I wouldn't be putting a synthetic in there. I'll tell you that much right now because you're paying you're paying to have that motor drink the oil. And I think you'd be better served by a straight 30 weight. Um, in in some name brand, I happen to do Chevron, but Chevron, Castrol, Vavoline, you know any of the name brands, I'd step up to a 30 weight or step down to a 30 weight. I certainly wouldn't be putting synthetic in it, because because a, a conventional 30 weight is going to have an oil change interval of three to five thousand miles. You're changing the oil in three to five thousand miles anyway because you're adding half a quart at every tank. You have to determine where the oil is being consumed, and that there is testing that. All of us do for that. Pull the spark plugs out of it first. When you look at the spark plugs, you'll know if you're burning oil in one of the cylinders. If yeah, that's no. the case, then the next
8: they're clean. I think it's I think it's just the valve the guide, uh, valve seals are you know
4: getting okay. old. If that's the case, if the valve seals are causing the problem, you should have a blue smoke or a white smoke on startup after it sits all night. Do you see that? Yes. Okay, then it is valve guides. So you can go in, sometimes you can put umbrella seals on there without pulling the head off. But if you want to fix it right, someone's going to have to pull the head off, send it to the machine shop, have them put new guides in it, make sure all the valves are seated, maybe lap the valves in, wash it up real good, take a 2,000s cut on it to make sure it's good and flat, put it back on, and you're a home free.
8: Okay. Yeah, I've got a quote on that. about $250, 300 so.
4: And that's, that's labor only?
8: that's just doing it. just that's machine shop taking care
4: of it oh oh you're going to take it off and have it done okay i, I agree with you because the, the whole job is is not anywhere close to that because you the gasket set the machine shop labor the R&R, the head and all that other kind of stuff plus the oil and the coolant so the, i don't want i didn't want you to think 250 was going to be the deal but machine shop bill that's fair enough well thank you very much brett 6025080960 we'll be back right after this
9: Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality transmission service getting you back on the road.
6: Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. in two minutes. My name is Greg May and I wrote this message.
1: I did not email any classified material to anyone on my email.
5: 110 emails have been determined to contain classified information.
1: This election season, the Patriot isn't accepting these lies. Our biggest event yet is coming. There
5: is no classified material.
1: Eight of those chains contained information that was top secret. Brought to you by Guns Etc., Dinesh D'Souza, Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Seth Liebson. Moderated by Hugh Hewitt. It's 960 The Patriots Taking Back America. September 8th at Scottsdale Plaza. General admission and VIP meet and greet tickets available now at 960thepatriot.com It would have been better for me to use two separate phones and
2: two email accounts.
5: Secretary Clinton used several different servers and she also used numerous mobile devices to send and to read email.
1: Don't change the channel yet. Take America Back September 8th. Info and tickets at 960 thepatriot Patriot.com. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Patriot app tip number one. Not only is the Patriot app great for streaming our live programs, you can access all Patriot podcasts. Click on the upper left-hand corner and select podcasts to find all our great weekday and weekend programs. Download the Patriot app at your app store today.
4: Welcome back, everybody, 44 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. This is August 20th, 2016, and sitting next to me is left, my son, Alan Salem. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here at your service. We've got four open lines available, 602-508-0960, 508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Kurt's Auto Repair. I really like Kurt. I like all the shop owners, but Kurt's a special kind of guy. You know why? He's still stuck in the 70s. His wife literally makes hand-baked bakery goods, and when you're a first-time customer, sometime in the next two weeks, she's going to knock at your door and say, thank you for your business, and leave pastries with you that she cooked and baked herself. That's just something kind of special. And I'll tell you something else. He's been around a long time, and last year I was very proud of him because he won the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award for his category. So he's been around since 1987. Eric is a great diagnostician. He works for Kurt, and he does both gas and diesel. He has ASE certified technicians. He's at I-17 and Bell, northeast corner. So if you live anywhere near I-17 in Bell and you don't have a shop, may I suggest you try Kurt's Automotive. Sean, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning?
8: Morning, Mark. Uh, my wife has a 2008 Dodge Grand Caravan, and while the vehicle is running, the dash lights, like the warning lights, start to blink off and on, and the speedometer kind of goes off and on, like it's losing, you know, juice off and on. Okay. And my wife says that the vehicle kind of cuts in and out whenever that happens.
4: Ooh, wow. You've got a major yeah. power interruption somewhere. Yeah. Now, they have a auto start or auto shutdown relay if i'm not mistaken and that's something and i'm working off of just some, some some something in the corner of my brain that most people thinks is dead something about an auto shutdown relay on on uh, the chrysler's um... of that vintage year um... what really has to happen is is we have to go back to the basics on something like that and you go back to the battery cables and you make sure that those are polished you may and the and and you run what we call a volt drop test and we're looking at a tenth of a volt. And as we run the test, which literally takes two minutes, when we run the test, we better have everything exactly the same. So we're not allowed. A guy said the other day, I think Alan, you were in the email chain. He did one battery and it was 9.6, and then he checked a couple of other things, and then it went to 12.8 on the other battery. Well, clearly we have a volt drop issue on battery number two, and actually when he put a new battery in it, it fixed the problem. But basics is we go do the battery cables, we take the fuses out one at a time and and look at the ends of the fuses, make sure there's no corrosion there, and we plug them back in and might wipe a little dielectric grease on them just for a good connection and then we look at fuel pump relays now when you said that the dash lights would flicker what light came on though does your wife tell you is it an oil light an overheat light is it what kind of light comes on
8: um, it's um, it's three or four different lights at once
4: okay alright and if that's the case and they have to do with engine running otherwise an overheat light maybe an oil pressure light comes on which means that it thinks it's lost oil pressure stuff like that then, then we're, we're just going to keep working from the battery to, till we find the problem. You have to know that this is probably going to be something that's going to be $180 to find it and $0.50 cents to fix it. That's what this is going to be like. Now, I don't do this very often, but I'm going to tell you that I think with the symptoms that you have, you are better served by the dealer, and this is what I'm hoping for you. There's lots of gray-haired guys, both in the independent market and in the dealership market. I think if you have find a guy that's been working on Dodges for 15 years, he's seen this before. You can benefit from his experience. Now, do you have a relationship with any Dodge dealer?
5: Uh, yeah,
8: yeah. I mean, okay. it's kind of older, well, so I don't normally take it there anymore.
4: I understand. I understand. What I I think, uh, I like Bill Luke uh, up on back in the 17. Um, I know the service manager. um, I've sent other people to them, and they've been happy. Um, Tempe Dodge is another one that we have passed people to. But what you're looking for is the guy who says, and he talks to your wife extensively, then he says, I know what this is. And you're going to pay for his experience because he's going to charge you a little more than the actual time. But you're gonna pay for your experience where the other guy's gonna take one hundred and eighty dollars, this guy's gonna take eighty dollars, but he's gonna charge you 100 hundred for his experience. Uh-huh. And and I suggest that, that under those circumstances you're better served. Now you got two choices otherwise. You can wait till it gets worse and easier to find, but what we need more than anything else is a real string of information from your wife. And we need to know what happens first, second, third, and this is related to that. And then you could drive this car and give her your car for a couple days. And I want to know if things change if you pound on the top of the dash. I want to know if there's a bad connection at the dash. And if you pound on the top of the dash and it goes blank, or if you pound on the top of the dash and it mysteriously fixes itself for some short period of time, then I think you've saved yourself some money because at least we know that we've got a connection somewhere behind the dash. That's what needs to happen.
8: Okay,
4: that's a good idea. All righty. Another place that's a Dodge crazy number, crazy place is Schumann's Automotive in East Tempe. Uh, Mike Fennell's a Dodge guy. He's been a Dodge guy all of his life. He may have run across that as well. So you might try them, okay?
8: Thanks for
4: your help. All righty. Thank you very much, Sean. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Steve, good morning to you. How can we help you today?
8: Morning. How are you doing? good uh i've got a 2007 tacoma and uh i <clears> got <throat> the uh, air conditioning the fan motor um knob when i have it on not on a high but the next one down and medium and low it will cut in and out on me um uh, i took it to a place that um, you recommended while well back and they suggested uh, that it might be the fan um that needs to be replaced and it was going to be $325 well i looked on youtube and And there was a guy that was saying that he found that the connectors uh, on the wire harness actually uh, can be a problem. And uh, I can tap on the the knob uh, that controls the fan motor, and it will cut in and out with me tapping it. So when I have it on high, it's on all the time. It's good.
4: Okay. I I like what you've done because um, what you've done means a lot to a guy that's working on your car. Um, It's important to know this. Speeds 1, 2, and 3 on virtually every car out there go through what we call the blower motor resistor. Okay. So we're going to take 12 volts, and we're going to kick it down, and we're going to spin the fan slow at 1, a little faster at 2, a little faster at 3. However, fourth speed is direct to the battery. Right. So 1, 2, and 3 go through the resistor, and 4 goes straight to the battery. So when you tell me you got 1, 2, 3, I kind of want to hug you because I don't get that crap from most people. Okay. So I like that you got that. Now, I think that's exactly what you should do, but here's, I, I'm thinking you're going to end up with a motor, and I'll tell you why. Okay. The motor is at the end of the line, all and right. the motor gets its power in mm-hmm. one, two, and three through the resistors, and then it goes to the switch, and then from the switch it goes to the power supply. Are you with me? Right. right. So all the electricity that the fan motor has and that wants to work has to okay. go through the blower rotor resistor, goes through the switch, and to the battery source. Right. The problem with that is, is when we go from 12 to 13 amps worth of draw on the high, on the blower, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden we're at 20, 22 amps, everything in between the blower and the source of the electricity takes a beating, which is the fan switch. you're right. Talking about. Okay. So if you pull that 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 control panel out and you find a bunch of burnt connections on the control panel. It is not going to be well for you just to replace the blower switch because you didn't fix the problem. I see. Now, okay. if you only have one bad connection and it is not the power into the switch or the blower motor, then that tells me we had a bad connection, and okay. then I'd fix just the connection. So you need a wiring diagram to find out power in, fan out, Right. So you get got a wiring diagram, and so if you've got one of the resistor wires that's hot, then mm-hmm. I would just fix the resistor wire. But the possibility exists, and this is kind of what we call laying the groundwork for the worst-case scenario, right. I may have to do the switch, do a harness, and the blower motor all at the same time. And okay. the worst-case scenario is, boom, whatever it is. Right. So that's how it works. Okay. okay? So
8: second, second question I have for you. Uh, okay. Similar issue. It's with the when I have the recycled air um, switch on, um, it will start making a, a tapping sound, uh, like like the gears are <laughs> just not catching for uh-huh. it to open the door, close the door, rather. Uh, and then then after I'm running the engine for a while, it'll it'll go, it'll stop. You know, so I have recycled air in the car. Um, so if, it's
4: recirculatory. I, You're recirculatory. Yeah, the recir- air.
8: yeah recirculating. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, but that, it happens intermittently. Sometimes it's fine. Sometimes I turn the engine on and the air conditioning fan is on and it that switch is on, then it starts the clicking noise
2: until I turn it off
8: mm-hmm. and then a little bit later I turn it back on again and it's fine. So uh, is there okay. a fix for that
4: <clears throat> yeah, other than replacing that? It's dig, that. That, <laughs> it's dig the, the, the blend door out. Now, see, this is what's probably going on. Something's in there. It could be a French fry. It could be a Taco Bell, wrapping oh, That's rappery. where that went. <laughs> it, could be, it, it could be anything. Yeah. So we go in there, and what happens is is the door, the computer uh-huh. monitors the door's voltage. Are you with me? So right. if the door swings wild left and wild right, the computer huh. knows when it hits its stopping point is when the amp draw skyrockets. Okay. So it takes a third of an amp to close it, and as soon as it hits the door stop, then the amp goes to three amps, and the computer shuts off the the, the blender, because it knows it's against the stop. Okay. So in your particular case, the computer knows where the stop is because uh-huh. it knows the position, but your door's having a tough time getting there because right. there's half of a Coca-Cola in that vent or there's something. Well, yeah, but you would We've think if that were the case, wouldn't,
8: of, it, wouldn't, it stop, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be all the time it would do that?
4: Well, it's a, the answer to your question is once you get in there, I can answer that question. Oh, okay. But the gears are stripped. The door is sticky. The no, hinge okay. is broken. We have one hinge broken and one hinge not. Right. And there's an okay. arm that grabs the door, and there's a vacuum. Could okay. Be too. Intermittently, right. It can work.
8: Well, when they if replace the fan motor, will they be seeing that to see whether or not that's uh, the case? If that's no, the time they know about that. No, two different repairs.
4: No, no two different repairs. There, there, okay. is a, there is a little bit of overlap. Uh-huh. And you can say, go ahead and take that. But if I were bidding that, I'd bid a complete new blend door. If okay. I got in there and found out that there was just a candy bar in there, I'd clean that out, and I'd say to you, <laughs> I'd call you up and I'd say, Steve,
2: yeah. it's a risk,
4: buddy. I can put yeah. the blend door in because I'm already there, or I can clean that Snickers bar out of there, and and I can loop that door, and it moves nicely right now, okay. and I can put it back together. What do you want me to do?
8: Yeah. Well, I I looked into uh, Taco World too. I don't know if you're familiar with Taco World, but <laughs> guys that work on their own, their own—that's what they call Tacoma's It's tacos. Uh, anyway, yeah. they they uh, say that one of the fixes for it is just to um, re uh, open up or close I guess the, the door so that it it's constantly you got recirculating air all the time, and, um, and disconnect the the wiring from it so it stays is it closed I guess closed would it be in closed position. Yeah. Recirculate and that that. way, yeah, because I I honestly don't like to have the fumes from other cars blowing in the cab of my truck anyway. So,
4: I'd to talk about that though. Let's talk about that. The efficient way to use your air conditioning is I want you to finish this sentence hot air goes where, up or down? Up. Okay, higher rises. So, you get into your, your Tacoma, right? Okay, you start it up. And you can go into outside air. You're going to drop your two windows down about an inch because hot air rises from your chin to the top of your head. We're going to push the hot air out with cold air. And then once we get the hot air out after four or five minutes of driving, then we go to recirc. So the most efficient way. Now, if you use recirculatory all the time, you're going to build up a tremendous amount of moisture in the evaporator case. You're going to have mold. It's going to start sinking like you got your nose buried in the back end of the mule, and you're going to hate it because we need to have outside air come in and dry out the evaporator case and those that use recirculate all the time end up with tremendous amount of green mold because of the moisture content of recirculating the air inside the vehicle i want to caution you about youtubes and all that kind of stuff you you run into problems because you got a lot of people that talk that don't know what they're talking about and their repairs don't make sense so just be careful about youtube stuff just be careful about those those places that where everybody comes up. But it's real negative when it comes to that. We'll be back right after
0: this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of
6: the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors.
0: This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn...